0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? We're back because we're the prodigal the
1: prodigals.
0: All right, welcome to the prodigals podcast where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies And that is why we are here for you Hello again I'm Mark, and I'm joined by Jed Belay, A.P. Arwin, A.P. Arwin. <laughs> do, 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 do. In this episode, we will attempt to answer some of the questions that some of our listeners have sent us. So, without further ado, this is our Q and A episode. <laughs> Okay, so let's start with something fairly easy. Question number one. Does church attendance play any role in my life? Can I fellowship at home? What's your definition of church? A body of believers. Body of believers? Yeah. Wow. Or a church building. Wait, what do you mean? Or church building? <laughs> Those are two different things. What do you think, Jed?
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> wow, this church attendance play any role in my life? Wait, can I say something first? Yeah, okay. So just referring to what
1: Jed said the last Whoa, time, the heck? um, You're and talking- I really liked it, and I think I commented this on Facebook where Whoa. he said that when he went to one church, the the service was kind of um you guys talked about it, the, the appetizer oh okay. and oh, then yeah, like throughout yeah. the week we were there yeah throughout throughout the week then they would delve more into what was talked about or preached about and i really like that so i think for me if it was that format then yes church mm-hmm. attendance would make a lot of sense mm-hmm. but because of i guess old school formats or tradition it's not like that but for me that's the ideal that would be the ideal format for me yeah
2: I think like the the reason why you you would attend church would be would play a big role into the answer for this question like if it like in in the case that you just mentioned like yeah if it is to get more fed and is to learn more then uh I think it's it's not about the number of times you go to church or sure. the the attendance like mm-hmm. you know it's not there's not a little box checklist. in your head checklist <laughs> like in, like, you, like, in, like in school like, I did that oh, this week. Here I in get church it. Today. Extra star church like, attendance. <laughs> it doesn't go like that. I don't, I don't see see that. Um, and if it's like that, then that's maybe something that you might need to address or uh, assess. Um. Mm. But if it's like, oh, I want to learn more about who Jesus is and I want to fellowship, I want to be with people who want to talk about this stuff and uh, want to grow together, then I think, then yeah, church attendance is so important. And mm-hmm. I think if we consider church attendance mm-hmm. is not necessarily having to be tied down to like a physical building, yep. it can be with like a group of believers too. Mm-hmm. Like, but, uh, but I also think that like you have to be with people. Um, mm-hmm. because I think fellowshipping. what was the second part of that question? Can I fellowship, yeah, fellowship at, home? at home? Yeah if you fellowship at home on your own you know is if you call fellowship if you go to church by yourself at home alone I think that's not ideal either yeah. I don't think yeah because that's not fellowship you're just doing alone time mm, for sure I, yeah I think church is to be with a, like a community. a community yeah it's very community focused
3: yeah. I think I agree too like it's all about intention yeah like you like you said before like if if your intention is i need to please god by going to church and attend every single week so i can you know i can get that check box off from, from him i think you have your view of god is very limited and that that's not what god wants for you to be going to church for that reason god wants you yeah god wants you to go to church because he wants you to be a part of a community that can um that you can grow with together, grow in faith together. You can live life with, and you can live um, uh, live in light of the gospel in that community, right? Um, yeah, for fellowship at home, yeah, you can have a, you can have your body of believers, your church, like your community at home, like at home churches or small group. That to me, that counts as like quote unquote church. Because those are those are your people. Those are the people that like um, help you grow when you're down, and I mean help you grow like in uh, your walk with, with Christ. Um, they encourage you, they rebuke you, they you know bring you up and lift you up. So definitely, church attendance is important. Um, if the definition of church is like you're going to attend your community of believers, I would
0: say that makes sense. Not the building, like not going to the building itself. You can have a, a perfect attendance, but if that's all you're going for, go in and out of there, yeah. then that doesn't play a role in your faith. That's true. I, I think, think, yeah, because you can definitely just like go
3: to, like you can definitely be like an isolated Christian, go to church, not say hi to anyone, listen to the sermon and leave. And that mm-hmm. could, then that be that. And like, that could be, and if, that's what you if that's what uh your idea of what christianity is like i think needs to be reassessed to get a better understanding of what it means to be a christian what it means to be in community what it means to be in a church right Mm -hmm.
1: but it's Mm -hmm. crazy how we all grew up like that where church attendance was mandatory Mm -hmm. and i think it's only recently that we've grown out of that mentality which is great but it's just that it's uh, it, it's outdated it's an outdated um ideology one that we could learn from mm-hmm. but sadly yeah that's that's not the case in some churches
2: no. I, I just think about like uh you know when we hang out with friends you know you're being present with people mm-hmm. um and like you know in a church setting you're being present with god right like imagine when you hang out with friends um you you go to hangouts and you be like oh Cool. I make a checklist. All right. I went. I'm I went. With I went with my friends. Then after that, I go home and continue to do the whatever I do, and then that's it. And you you did not do anything that that really helped you grow or help other people grow. You just made a checklist that you attended a hangout. Like I mean. Who does a checklist for like I made it to this hangout? Like it's just like it's it's not of the norm because you hang out with people because you want to hang out with people. Exactly. You you go to a a service because you want to attend a service. You 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 be with a group of people because you want to learn and to be present in a group of people. And in this case, like be present with God in a group of people. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's also in the scriptures where Paul says. Do not neglect to meet together regularly, right? To meet each, to meet with each other, yeah. um, on a regular basis. And there's a sense of church that you can't have when you're just at home, mm. or when you're watching a sermon online. Yeah, online. yeah you can do that uh, once in a while when you're sick or when you just don't. Feel you know, like your body is just like telling you you need rest. Like, Or sometimes people can have this, you know, social fatigue Mm, um, and their uh, mental health just won't allow them to see other people or be in large crowds. So there are those times when, yeah, you can stay at home and, you know, spend time with God in your own way. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, living life together is what church is mm, it's yeah. what um the early church did they broke bread every single day together um they were connected to each other every single day and so does it play any role yeah church attendance but let's just put it you know on the record that church attendance is not just going to church as your quota or like a checklist, but it's there so that you can live with others and share your lives, Mm. um, your life with others. And um, it's there to foster a sense of community within the believers. It's not just you sitting there, Mm. you admiring how good the pastor is uh, at speaking or how good the special number special music is or the praise team or whatever it's not you just sitting there and then heading out uh, without saying uh goodbye to anyone uh it's church is you going in there seeing what others need Mm -hmm. um fellowshipping with others and just living life together so can I can we can we talk about something that
3: Armand brought up? About like how we grew up going to church, about attendance and we think yeah, we thought it was attendance. Like is it bad like say like you know, like we want to start a family when we have kids and we wanna bring them to church. Like how would be how would it be a good way for us to um, encourage them to like join it like to um help them understand what it means to have a community of <clears throat> believers like come together and 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 avoid that uh I- like that ideology and that thinking that coming to church is the um is the requirement mm. right how do we like how would you go about that like if you're raising your, your son or your daughter like how do you go about that future dad
1: <laughs> <laughs> Personally
3: if we're looking at the
1: state of some churches now, it's not sustainable for the future. So I, I don't know if I'm kind of segueing into something else, but there are some church services where you just don't feel blessed. So that way, it's in correlation to the attendance, I guess, to my attendance to at the church. So, I. I I don't know like I don't know if that that's a different topic overall that we're going for but um, if we're looking at the what's being presented at churches these days and if we can if we continue to do that in the long run would I want my kid or kids to go through that I don't know I don't think I do mm. unless there's a change hmm sometimes i find that there's better worship services online yeah shout out to church in the valley uh in bc um really <laughs> like your services uh pastor dave oh man but um yeah i, I don't know sometimes i just get more of a blessing um when i
0: follow a service online like how do we make it less of a this is what you need to do
3: yeah because like what like how did like i'm trying to think like I don't know. I haven't really reflected about it. Like, like I like distinctly thought that when I was a kid. Like, I need to go to church. If I don't go to church, God will not be happy with me. Mm-hmm. Like, how yeah. did that get? Like, how did that come get from? Injected. Yeah, how did that get like, injected from like the mm-hmm. church culture? But like, I don't know. Like, if it was just the church I went to, or I'm pretty sure like other people would have experienced that same no, thing. Yeah, no, I got
2: yeah, I had that injected thought. Yeah, with me, like if I if I didn't go to church on the weekend, then like, God will be hateful towards me or, will, like, love me or love me less. I think, like, like if I were to have children, um, uh, I think, well, I feel like the reason why that was injected, in us, injected into us is because we only attended church on the weekends. Yeah, that's it. We only went on the weekend and we didn't, like, commune with anyone else yeah. in the weekdays. Mm-hmm. We all had our separate lives. So if, if I were to, you know, raise my children differently, it would be along the lines of, like, hey let's you know let's attend a a small group uh first find a like a healthy church a healthy church that is 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 flourishing um is is on the right track with what you believe uh the gospel really stands for and the mission it it has uh and then get connected to with a small group and so meet in someone's house for bible studies and and such and then have like just life with the people in that small group like or people from that church so imagine like Every week, you not only go to uh, uh to church uh on the weekend, but you also like a ton of Bible study, maybe on a Tuesday night, and then be like, "Oh, every Thursday we eat at so our friend so and so, who's yeah, also yeah, from yeah. the churches, like for dinner. We're gonna like have a potluck, yeah, have a thing, or like we're gonna get together that night to not only just have a potluck but to pray for our community. Like, just make." church intertwined with our life like that Mm, we're supposed to be growing in a church this is our community these are our pack this is the you know Mm -hmm. where we will thrive in and so it's not like church is separate from our life it's now like intertwined that this as a community we raise and teach and Mm -hmm. rebuke
1: and and, to change how we view church yeah that yeah Yeah. change we gotta change we have to change it so
2: it's not like a it's not like an event
3: or a
2: it's function not a yeah it's it's a life it's, li-
3: it's, it's a lifestyle
1: church is a lifestyle
0: it's a lifestyle community lifestyle, <laughs> it's <a> lifestyle. <laughs> you know how kids love seeing their cousins yeah like oh kids gosh, love, love being that. in family gatherings yeah and when you get them to go home like when you tell them oh it's time to go home they wouldn't leave mm-hmm. they'd want to sleep over they'd want to keep playing yeah, yeah. and I guess like what I'm trying to say with that is that make your church your family mm-hmm. right like starting from kids like let them like be with their friends during church mm-hmm. and let them like learn <clears throat> from each other and with each other mm-hmm. through church um and uh, and jed touched on it it's, it's a really good way is that do church each and every day like be connected mm-hmm. um not meet every day but it's just like <laughs> this sense of during the week you see each other and you're still connected with each other, even though you're not physically together. And I think that's a really good way of, of doing church and making sure that kids don't feel like church is this mandatory thing and that God will get mad at you if you don't attend is that you make your kids feel like this is family too. Mm, Yeah.
3: Uh, That's beautiful. Like just having like your family, your church community and your life—it's like completely intertwined. Like just how like your faith and our belief in Christ, like that's intertwined with the life. That affects every, touches everything. Mm, so definitely. All right, let's go raise some kids.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, sorry. Now the one thing that I have been hearing constantly is that a youth will go to church because their friends are there. Mm. So yeah how you said earlier, like to you know how you'd like to see your cousins, I think it goes the same with people seeing their friends, yeah, so that's a positive correlation to church attendance, you know, with that said, mm-hmm. but for them to go to church without that friend component, I don't know it'll be harder, right, definitely, unless that's our fault, um in terms of leadership, how we are you know, what we're presenting or teaching to the youth. That's, you know, like we can't just bank off of friends, you know, bring, you know, have a youth attend church because of their friends. There has to be something more.
0: I think it's a good starting point. Yeah. And we can leverage relationships towards like pointing someone to Jesus. So if a youth or like a young person goes to church because of their Mm friends, then that's a good way to just hook them into into a stronger faith okay. right it's so like,
3: yeah it's like outreach or anything like that yeah. you know like oh you have a basketball outreach i'm gonna invite all my friends to play basketball and then during that basketball we're gonna, we're gonna have like a devotional and talk about jesus like yeah you might yeah. have like a dungeons and dragons outreach <laughs> yo game night. Like nice. game night outreach yeah any uh, yeah yeah i yeah I, I think like yeah relationship that's always how it starts Um, but then like, I guess like we always have to be the ones to, um, introduce Jesus. Like that's important. This is why we
2: want to be relationship with you. Like, like the youth coming, like having friends at the church helps a lot, but that's not the final solution. Yeah. It's part of the journey. Yeah. So like Mm. once they know Jesus through that group of friends, Mm. then, you know, then they, they're no longer just, they're not hooked to us. They're hooked to Jesus. They get to know Jesus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of it, really what church is about is relationships Mm -hmm. and how to get, you know, uh, the younger people or even uh, the older people to take church seriously is to leverage relationships and Mm -hmm. uh, to improve relations within the churches um, and to just, yeah, like take church more seriously than just one once a week kind of thing yeah and be intentional so does church attendance play any role in your life yes it does um but it's always in the context of relationship Mm. so your second question of can i fellowship at home no (laughs) hard no no you can't fellowship at home yeah, but if you're alone, alone su- then no. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure if you're sick, your community will yeah. come to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unless you have a digital community. Oh, digital you know, community. Live far off in this the area. Snowbank Holograph.
3: The street. Can you imagine holographic mm-hmm. small groups? Holographic Bible study? VR. Internet. Can you imagine that? I can imagine that. That would be pretty VR. interesting. Yeah. Using the Oculus.
2: It feels so real. And
3: I'm be yeah. Awesome. Hey, Bill. How are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be so wow. great. And then I then just you feel the sensations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. haptic feedback. Haptic feedback. The whole bodysuit that you have to wear. <laughs> I
0: just imagine it being, like, the Star Wars where the Jedi Council is. You know how they have oh, all, yeah, all, yeah, yeah, all, all the seating pods the, and, all the, and all they're all holographic. holographic ready player one man all right question number two in a context of preaching or receiving and making a definite (laughs) choice or influence off of it how can you tell the difference between the holy between the influence of the holy spirit versus a simple emotional passionate arousal
3: damn Man, this is a lot. This is a
1: lot of
0: it's this, a hard this is
2: hard. Yeah. algorithmic I'm just to me. I to think about this. So let's
1: break it down.
2: So mm-hmm. it's like, are you like, like, yeah? So if you were to receive a message from like the preacher, are are you convicted because of emotions elicited, or the, the emotions Spirit. that you're feeling, or is it because of the movement of the Holy Spirit? Oh yeah.
3: boy. Yeah. I was not thinking of the question
0: that <laughs> way. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that's a tough Well, well tough how theory. do we know whether that? Emotional, passionate arousal isn't influenced by the Holy Spirit. Dun, is,
3: dun, is, dun. is not. Plot twist. Not a dichotomy.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so That's true. I can, I can agree with that.
0: Is not? I can agree with that. No, but. Okay, how, do we know? So how do we know? It's how do not. We, it's a question, right? Yeah. So how do we know whether that emotional arousal when hearing an appeal mm. or a, listening to a song is not. Influenced by the Holy Spirit.
2: Interesting. How can we not know? I think it could... So, I guess to the type like, of message yeah. and song you're listening to. <laughs> I think it's like a yes and no
1: kind of like answer Almost Personally, for me, when listening to sermons before, if the person was had that charm or had like really good quotables, I would be more engaged to feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, I can connect with that. But, as I grew older, I kind of looked more into the, did they refer to the text and how did they dissect this text? and does it relate to me? Does it make sense? And am am I like am am I agreeing to this or am I not agreeing to this? So before, yeah, it was a person thing. I let the person's character kind of pull me into what they're trying to say based on their characteristic not based on their is what they're saying making sense Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. True. oh is it in line with text so if you were to listen to like a really just powerful speaker Mm -hmm. who's like super influential super charismatic you just believe him automatically yes interesting I believe that Mm. I mean I don't believe that but I believe how people can um, can assume that could be the influence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. It's attractive, right? Yes, it is attractive. But what's important, guys? What's What's important? And I'm only saying that.
1: I'm only bringing that up because I'm seeing or I'm hearing a lot of online, um, presence or preachers. You know the famous ones, and I don't know which one. Like, am I am I liking them because they have this?
2: like like these these sound like bigger, right? yeah.
1: yeah, like convincing arguments, Are they, good they with have really words? good um they have like some of
0: them they like have metaphors, with, uh,
1: metaphors, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: um organ worthy preachers
1: <laughs> <laughs> i guess, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, with like the with the chords
0: <laughs>
1: organ worthy preachers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i guess i'm I'm a lot more um aware yeah let's just keep it simple yeah i'm more uh, i'm more aware now of whether this sermon referred back to the text rather than Mm. a really relatable experience which is okay but if you know at the same time if it's not bound in the scriptures is it it really moving me
2: Mm. i don't know what do you guys i don't know (laughs) this <laughs> is me still thinking about but i guess like i think it comes in several parts like my 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 reflection comes in several parts i think there's a level of knowing who christ is mm-hmm. um and who god is and who the holy spirit is and and also knowing you know who you are in that and so i'll start with the latter first like knowing who, who you are um. So knowing your emotional responses, what emotional res- like what makes you emotional? What are your emotional weaknesses? Like mm-hmm. the, with, I think God crafted emotion very purposefully. Mm-hmm. We feel because He also feels. Uh. The the trouble with our emotions is that it can also be rid- It it is with like it's tainted, unfortunately, misleading. with sin, mm-hmm. and so that's why like our hearts can be misleading. And emotions can be misleading, mm. and so I think you know with emotions it's like I think there's a sense that you need to know your emotions you know you need to know yourself how you respond uh, so that's a level of you know winning w- w- wanting know to yourself. know when to discern if mm. it's by the Holy Spirit or if it's by because of your own emotions and then the second and the the former, which I mentioned was like you know like getting to know Jesus and the Holy mm. Spirit and who God is like I think you know their voice when you when you hear it. Like there, there's that line in, in scripture. scripture. I don't. I, I'm not gonna quote it exactly because <laughs> I try to. It's the, it's like the the sheep know their shepherd. Yeah. Uh, that li- like like mm. I wish I had that verse on yeah. my head right uh, now. The, the reference. Yeah. We'll um. And we'll it. and like yeah. The, like the, the, this is true that the sheep will know the, the their shepherd's voice. Mm. They'll be mm-hmm. able to hear it. And so like for me, I've sat in services where I felt very convicted, but I was like, this is not god's message Mm, this is not this doesn't make sense to me but i feel so convicted of it but it's not but there's messages and and there's there's services where i've attended where like wow i'm crying and like jesus trying to speak truth in my life Mm. and this is i hear his voice in this so i think i I think it comes to like knowing where you stand in your relationship with god and Mm, in yourself as well Mm.
3: I concur. Yeah, I like that. Like, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the foundation is, like, your relationship with Christ. Like, do you know him? Do you know who he is? Like, and that's, like, def, like, because cause that, for me, like, when I'm listening to the sermons, I'm, like, does this go in line of who Christ is and what the scripture says about who he is and what his character is like? Because, like, you can, like, even with the charismatic, charismatic preachers, sometimes they do speak truth. Like if you do listen to what they're speaking, you're like, oh yeah, this is definitely in line with what the gospel says. This is definitely in line with who Christ is. But then sometimes mm. they say something, and I'm like, wait a second, guys. <laughs> what did he say? let wait what? a second. But then I'm like, people still clap and cheer, and I'm like, wait a second, guys. Um, wow. Are you why? I don't is, is it like, and I'm like, did I miss something? Yeah. I don't know, but like, but. To me, who Christ is and how the Holy Spirit's uh, like, how I know who He is and what His voice is like, I'm pretty sure what that preacher said was not in line. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because just because like my level relationship with, with <laughs> Christ and, and like and who He is to me and who I am in Him, like I'm pretty sure. What... I don't know because sometimes okay. when I hear something and i like, this is so, it's so self centered. It's so, um, not not other sin to who, like how christ would be right and i'm like but people are clapping like do pe like maybe yeah. maybe it's people's uh maturity level in their relationship with christ like i don't because mm. i don't want to say like I-, I feel like i'm like talking down on people did so they go over your head yeah like or or like do they know who christ is Cause like I I think maybe like people can be so solely um, attached to a preacher and how they and that's all they're learning through a preacher. Mm-hmm. They're not learning who Christ is through like the scriptures. Self discovery. Self discovery. Yeah. The scripture. Through like through their growing in their own faith, right? And and I think that's dangerous. That is dangerous because you're 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 allowing your Holy Spirit voice to be the
0: preacher and not the Holy Spirit. Um, I think when it comes down to, because like the question is, how can you tell the difference between the influence of the Holy Spirit versus simple emotional, passionate arousal? Mm. Is that at that moment you can't know, Whoa. unless it's like there's that huge line that it's like really unbiblical, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah true. and and like versus really biblical. Mm-hmm. At that moment, I don't think you can know, mm-hmm. but I think the Holy Spirit leverages emotions, yeah, for sure. um, to make way for spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. But the way that you can know whether your conversion or you accepting of that message is really true and authentic is your life after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. so yeah, let's say there was a. There's a sermon and then the pastor or the preacher asks you to stand up for, you know, like who wants to get baptized or re- rededicate their life to Christ. And then there's that huge appeal, appeal and there's that everyone huge. Stands. Anyhow,
3: everyone, everyone stands. You have that feeling like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I'm going to give my life to Christ today. Piano, yeah, and then There's that uh, emotional
0: music mm, yeah. at that moment. Slow ballad piano. It can be powerful. An emotional re- response, mm-hmm. and arousal, mm-hmm. but what makes it a true conversion is the evidence of your life after that. I agree. Yeah. So that's the, I think it, that's the best right. way of knowing whether it was based on the Holy Spirit or it was just a mm. humanistic response. Mm,
3: true. Just yeah. to the, uh, yeah, 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 that
2: makes sense. I think I, agree I with that concur. I, concur. I concur like that makes sense like if, like what
3: like what are you gonna,
2: what are you gonna say James? okay well like if we you know how we were talking we've been talking for the past few moments like you know if church is like church service is like the appetizer like the sermon's the appetizer mm-hmm. and you get the meat when you like get into the word with other people and et cetera. Et cetera right like that one message like yeah, sure. That that that's that's the that spark. can be impactful. That can be the spark. Mm-hmm. You know, uh and then, you know what? Maybe you've been convicted through emotions. Like you wouldn't know. Yeah, you wouldn't know in the moment sometimes. Like you you might like you you've been convicted and it was the wrong message. Like it was it was not from the Holy Spirit. Mm. But then when you continue to study that verse throughout the week, then you will know. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, true. true, true. Yeah, what, yeah. The was, yeah, like, what the message was. You'll, was you'll said be like away from really the emotional yourself? response and yeah, you look yeah, at the yeah.
2: word and you'll be like Oh yeah, (laughs) this does not really link up, right? Yeah, like I think that's you know, like it it depends on life after that. Emotions can be temporary, and it depends on. But the truth is always forever. Truth remains stationary. Christ, God stays the same. So if the truth stays stationary even after that emotional appeal, then that's from the Holy Spirit. But if the emotional appeal is gone and the truth is like what? then that's something you need to yeah. question.
3: So I guess once the emotions start sizzling away after sizzling. a couple of days or something like that, Yeah. Like, are you remaining faithful to like what God convicted to you in, in, in doing,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So number three, the question is numerology. Is it real or not? How does the Bible tackle this?
1: Can you explain this one? Because I looked it up and I thought it was about
0: enneagram. So, and- <laughs> <laughs> so numerology is basically the study of the occult significance of numbers, it's like seven, like lucky number seven, type of thing. No, like, mm. like the sense. So mm. let's say Arwin, mm-hmm. Arwin Paul Prudenciato right? That's a nice name. It adds up to a certain number, and whatever 69. that number is. <laughs> whatever that number is let's say oh okay 16 right 69 that has significance number of significance. you add that 6 and 9 together to make a 15 and then you make the 5 add 1 and and 5 together no wait yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. and then you add the Mm 1 and And 5 together together. to make a 6 so 6 so therefore (laughs) therefore you are this way (laughs) you are let's say peaceful you're mm. amicable mm. you you okay
1: yeah
0: you are a set you are characteristic yeah. cuz based
3: off that number wow. exactly based off that number yeah awesome. like there's that all you s- derived from randomly exactly
2: so like imagine so wow. if you're if that's your number then like let's say if you know you're trying to plan a time that you could do something like you want to embark on a mission uh-huh. you know or whatever then you would calculate the date. Let's say you count cal- you 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 count all the you know the letters in um, in March, uh, like March twenty first or something. March twenty first, and if if it, that all equals to six, then you should embark on your journey then. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. In that in that sense, that's the numerology. It it guides your decisions, but it's it's like.
1: But if it adds to five or seven, then you
2: then you, then you wouldn't go on those days. Is oh. that is that
3: the Holy Spirit speaking through numbers? What? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Um.
2: I don't know either.
3: I know nothing about this. What do you think, Jed? No. <laughs> I always put Jed on the spot. What? <laughs> Man, what do you think, Mark? This is weird. This is an interesting one for me. Yeah.
0: Um. So what I think is that I don't believe mm-hmm. that it's real. Mm. Um, I don't believe that it has any like my name has any significance to my character sure uh it's really what my character comes down to is my relationship with jesus and how i grew up Mm. so nurture and a bit of nature Mm -hmm. and the way that god has changed me sure Mm, so that's really the way i see it and the way i see it Two, is that, like, numerology deep down inside tells me that I'm just this person randomly, randomly selected yeah. to be this way. Mm. When the scripture says, like, before I was born, before I was in my mother's womb, you knew me. Mm. So talking about God's relationship with you and that God forming you. Um in such a really intimate and beautiful way. Mm -hmm. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think like the scriptures, uh, although it doesn't tackle numerology, it doesn't say like, Oh, numerology is false or numerology is do not listen. Thou shalt not numerology. (laughs) 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 Uh, it's the principles that we find Mm -hmm. throughout the scriptures that we are created, uh, different from each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's not like you, who you are, is not inherent to just the numbers that surround you, mm-hmm. right? So that's so
3: that's so that numerology is like the application of number to to life. Uh,
2: it's it's more it's, no, yeah. it's more like you. Well, like how do you explain it? it? It it's not so it's not the number added onto you. It's that you are from that number. So like the, so the zero so the zero <laughs> is tagged to the universe. That's the universe's number because it's considered the void. Zero. Right, the start of zero, right, the, the void, um, and then so, so uh, it, numerology has this considerations that we were always eternal beings, eternal mm-hmm. beings that like we are not brought into the world by mere coincidence, it's that uh our, our eternal beings in itself has calculated the numbers in which we should be born in that time of date and the time of hour, and so we brought forth because of that number. Uh, and then from then on, that's our life number. That is how we navigate life and our choices and who we be. And so, in th- to me, to me, like I think, yeah, like numerology doesn't play a role in scriptures because it's more contrary to scripture. it's it, yeah. it, Like there's differences because we're we're we are we we were not eternal beings according to scriptures. We were people who were created by God. God alone is the divine and eternal being. Yeah. Right. And we're not the eternal being. He created us. We have a creator, and so, um, and to consider numerology into like my own lifestyle, mm. and then that self, then thus declares that we don't have a creator. I don't have a creator. We do have I, a creator. I created the myself. Almighty, the Almighty Zero. <laughs> but yeah, in, in essence, oh, okay, like that. Yeah. Just this, like, really tears. Like, not tears. Like, the gospel will not be supported by this. This, this belief
3: or lifestyle I don't know Is what do there?
1: you guys uh, think of biblical numerology I just looked it up on Wikipedia that's why I was on my
3: phone but um, I, looked, I looked at it like briefly like yeah. how like in the it's Bible same. there's different numbers that are used for or represent different things like you know like three like the Trinity yeah. uh, seven um, you know the world was created the, the universe was created in seven days so perfection um da, 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 da. like i don't think i think
0: that's interesting that's entirely different it's a because, different from numerology um, itself from right? numerology itself because biblical numerology is god assigning meaning to those numbers
3: mm. which but, is so awesome because it shows that god is sovereign over
0: numbers yes boom <laughs> but numerology as a science and like as an occult uh belief is that the numbers control us yeah. mm. and we are it's completely
3: contrary yeah. to what we believe as christians yeah. yeah
2: like the the number itself has will always be there like one plus one will always equal two even when uh, you know our countries collapse or whatever like mm. even after we die those are the most consistent things math always that's how we arrived to the pythagorean theorem because the person who created that will also had uh, the ideas of um numerology and so, math is math really is stemming life, from numerology. Math is from math life. Is life. Shout out to the math yeah. majors. <laughs> oh my goodness, math
3: is life.
2: I just, I just think about like, as you said, like the math itself. Yeah, that can be stationary, but whose authority over that is God? God. Yeah,
3: definitely because later like, of that. yeah, because like with numerology, like you're, I guess, because like the, you're kind of living out of if it, like I don't want to say randomness. It's not randomness, like I guess if you believe in numerology, it's not randomness. You just then, you believe in the inherent, uh, inherent numbers yeah. of life. Yeah. A power of, in numbers, right? And that's so like separate from what Christianity, is where we 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 live life in relationship with a being, where versus living in I don't know the this, randomness in set numbers
0: of life. That's mm-hmm.
3: completely different. Yeah. Completely different.
0: I can safely say. <laughs> That we Remember. do not Remember. believe Remember. that numerology nah. is real. Biblical numerology That's is... That's a different story. That's a different story. That's that next time, man. Come the on. science behind numerology, uh, we don't believe it to be true. Mm. Uh, we believe that the our character and who we are is molded by um, our parents, our upbringing, uh, our nature and and just the way that god has changed us in our lives Mm -hmm. so yeah and we are more unique than the nine numbers that we are associated with in (sighs) numerology so uh, god has created us as beautiful beings Mm -hmm. and unique human beings and that he loves us all and we are not trapped within the box of numerology
2: yay
0: all right, uh, we thank you for listening to us. Uh, th- this brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, we hope that you've learned a lot and that we have answered the question in a sa- satisfactory manner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta do it again. And uh we have blessed you in your day today. Uh, We're here and we release our episodes every Monday, except if I forget to upload it. <laughs> mercy. Um, which then it'll be on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's is so, a holiday on monday maybe we'll start <laughs> tuesday yeah, it's weekly guys. Um, it's weekly yes yeah, so join us again next week uh, you can reach us in our uh, social Mostables. accounts instagram the prodigals podcast facebook the prodigals podcast but um twitter twitter prodigals pod and you know why <laughs> so yeah um we thank you again for listening to us and we hope that you join us again next week in another episode of The
1: Prodigal